Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last. This is my show. It is called Beyond Synth. Just in case 147 episodes in, you forgot what it was called, or if you've never heard it in your life. And this is the show where we uh, talk to people who make cool music and we listen to cool music. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, uh, Later on in the program, we have Wolf and Raven, and uh, he makes cool tunes. And before that, we'll keep it 80s with Marco, because it's been a few weeks since uh, we talked to him. And that's uh, pretty much the itinerary for today. So let's get started and listen to some music. Here is a tune from Decade Defector from the album Renegade. And this track is called Nightcrawler.
And that was Nightcrawler by Decade Defector from the album Renegade. And uh, that's a cool track. That was brought to you by Zencaster. Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. It is podcasting uh, software, web-based all right, so if you record a podcast, Zencaster is a way that you can uh, connect easily with your friends and guests. And once you hit record, it just records a separate channel for everybody, sends the audio to your Dropbox, boom, you're done. It's easy to use and uh, it sounds great. I use it to record the interviews on this show and I recommend you check it out at Zencaster.com. And if you want to sign up, uh, you can use the promo code BEYONDSYNTH to get uh, 20% off. And also, don't forget to check out Retro Revolutions on YouTube. He's been sponsoring the show. His name's Jared. He does uh, cool things with electronics and old video game consoles and stuff. And he rewires them and does uh, interesting things to them. And you can check it out at Retro Revolutions on YouTube, at Retro Faith Games on Twitter, and Retro underscore Revolutions on Instagram. All right? It's all over the place. Everyone's all over the web and speaking of which should i announce it now now what the fuck uh i was gonna do a video and i still am but for those of you who are listening early beyondsynth.com is live so i'm uh, super happy about that i'll go into the story but let's just say that a, a man named mike rezel is a really cool guy um i had a website that was being developed um by a dude called joey joey bergeron listener to the show and, you know, we were planning this website, but then uh, Joey got really busy, so we just kind of sat on it for a while, and then Mike came along, and he's like, hey, man, you know, uh, I can help you do a website, and I'm like, hey, hey, chill out, dude, you know, we got this thing covered, and it turns out we didn't have this thing covered, so I approached Mike again, and I was like, hey, dude, you know, you still, uh, you still out there and, and willing to help out, and he said, yeah, and he built an amazing fucking website for BeyondSynth.com, and the, the thing I'm most proud of and impressed with, with Mike's work, because this was something that that we were going to build into the original site is a synthwave artist database. So now if you go to beyondsynth.com, there's like a database there and it right now features I don't know, I think there's probably like four or five hundred entries of artists who make like cool electronic music. You can see their social media links. You can see the episodes they've been featured on Beyond Synth and whether or not it's just their music or if it's an interview. It's uh, it's really cool. It's um, it's called the Synthwave Artist Database. And uh, I could not have done any of this without the help of Mike Rezel. So he's a cool guy. So you go tell him he's cool. Anyways, uh, let's listen to... Let's listen to some more music, and then we'll go keep it 80s with Marco. So, here's a cool song. I don't know where these people have been, because I just found them now. I think they might have sent me a message. I'm a very disorganized guy. They're called Siblings of Us, and uh, this track is awesome. It's called Iocane. Yeah, you're going to dig this.
All right, and that was Iocane by Siblings of Us. And uh, that song's wicked, man. It gets uh, stuck in my head. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's Clint Dowling, the industrious Clint Dowling. And then there's the awesome Mike Shima and the fantastic couple Joey and Kendra. And the badass Gregorio Franco. And the masterful Chris Dance. All in the $25 club because those dudes are wicked and lady. Because technically Kendra's a lady. And then there's the engineering Jacob Wick. The health conscious Frank Skinicki. <laughs> I don't know why I like teasing you about your veganism. Are you a vegan? I don't remember. I can't remember if he's a vegan or a vegetarian. I'm sure everyone is, right? Are all us meat eaters, like, a product of the past? Then there's the stylish Hampus ML and the lovely Chris Salia Lane. And uh, I want to thank you guys for supporting the show. If you want to join them and support Beyond Synth, go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Or just go to beyondsynth.com and click on the donate button. Because there's a donate button on the website. Boom! I'm telling you, man. I'm really happy about that website. All right, let's go and keep it 80s with Marco Merrick. Marco With Marco Merrick. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, Andy. It feels like I haven't spoken to you in a while. Has it been a while? I don't know. A lot has been going on. <laughs> oh, it's been two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, because we did the... <laughs> We did the Vice City show, and then next week was the show I did with uh, Lamatos and Computer Magic, right. and then the week after that was I was uh, having listener calls and stuff. So yes, it has. Yeah, been. So it doesn't mean that long. No, no. I mean, but I guess a lot of stuff's happened. Exciting stuff has been happening. I got my visa finally, and I'm moving to the US in two and a half weeks. I'm so Yay! excited. Yay! Yeah. Oh, All right, that's, so that's cool. exciting, man. And I'm going to be there for the show that you were supposed to be at, the Human Music. In uh, New Jersey, and everyone's going to be there. I'm so excited. Yay. Yeah, that's great, man. The visa came through just in time. If it had come through a week later, I don't think I would have been at uh, Human Music in New York. And um, something exciting has been happening. Not a lot of exciting has been happening, Andy. I've been sick for uh, for like four or five days. I got the flu really fucking bad. So I've been in bed for four days. Uh, I've been watching a lot of shows while I've been sick. I watched uh, Happy on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I watched uh, Alienist on Netflix, which is really good too. I just watched uh, Avengers Infinity War. Oh, you went to the movies, did you? Mm-hmm. Cool. Was that any good or not? Yes. Yes, what? It's good. The only thing that was weird about it, <sighs> this is going to sound strange, seeing as what that film is about, but I, I kind of wish the stakes were higher. Uh, but it's it's a weird thing to say because the universe is at stake. Because yeah, they go back in time, don't they? And re-fucking, without spoiling anything. I mean, that's how the comics go. When they were, like, prepping it or whatever, it was going to be called Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. Right. But then they changed the title and just called it Infinity War. So I thought that meant that this was going to be more like a more standalone movie. And then when you read them, you know, interviews with the directors and stuff, they say, you know, it's not like it's a direct sequel. It's more like events from this movie are going to 
factor into what happens in the next movie. So it's not like a like a direct part one and part two kind of thing. Oh God. It's but shit out. yeah, but but when you watch the movie, it's like no, like this is clearly just part one of two parts because uh-huh. like the way it ends, there's no way of like the follow up film has to completely reference every single thing that happened in this movie like it's not like captain america civil war you know captain america and and iron man have this feud with each other and then when it's over they all go their separate ways so you can say okay well this movie features little things here and there that connect with that movie but this isn't a direct sequel whereas this next one it, it, it can't be that way like it has to just literally go like oh this fucking crazy thing just happened now we have to deal with that like there can't be another side story like it that it will be the main focus of the film is dealing with what happened at the end now that being said it's a cool ending like it's it's definitely cool but i think the um, the only problem with it dramatically is that you know it's going to have to be reversed in some way yeah yeah that's right with infinity gloves or whatever is in yeah. Like, are you, are you aware of the comic book storyline? Uh, I am, actually, yes. I know what happens, um, which is kind of why I probably don't want to even see it. Um, <laughs> isn't it too many characters in the one fucking thing, though? Like, how many fucking actors are you going to cram in? I mean, like, everybody spends, what, like 20 seconds on screen? It's actually <laughs> it's actually more coherent than you think it would be. Yeah? It's actually, like, it was actually pretty funny. Uh, it was fun. And uh, the ending is they go, they do the thing. And you're like, oh, like they, they did it. Like, okay. And and so it's cool. It's, it's a, I guess it's a pretty dark ending for a summer blockbuster movie. Uh. But the problem is that since it can't stay that way, it doesn't have quite the emotional, like, stakes I wanted it to have. Yeah. Like, that will come in the next one. Like, because I think, like, there's a, obviously there's a sequence where a lot of stuff goes down. Yeah, it's really hard to say without spoilers. Why did I just won't? But it was fun. It was funny. Like, they did funny pair-ups. So, it was cool to see, it's like Doctor Strange and Iron Man, like, the way that they interact with each other, and, like, they teamed up, like, Thor with Rocket Raccoon Uh, from, like, Guardians, and, like, they just did these weird pair-ups, but they were fun, like, they were fun pair-ups, and and there's some fun little things going on, so, like, it was an enjoyable film, like, all in all, like, I liked it, and and the action was cool, it was just, um, I I think just because when they removed that part one from the title, I was assuming that this was gonna be more of a standalone thing with, like, a few little lingering plot threads that would lead into the next movie, But this is clearly just half. That's what it is. It is still part one. And no matter what the other one is called, this is still part one of two parts. Like, it yeah. it clearly is. Was Scarlett Johansson wearing a tight suit, as usual? Yep, and she's blonde. There's some other weird things that happened, too, that they didn't explain. Like, um, yeah. Scarlet Witch doesn't have an accent anymore, but they never, like, addressed it. Right. I mean, they said it's been two years, so I guess we're just meant to assume that in the past two years she's gotten rid of it. I guess. But but I was waiting for a joke because there's so many jokes in the movie and like quips and stuff that I was expecting a character to go like who hadn't seen her in a while. Like, hey, where's your accent? But they didn't yeah. make that joke. And so I was like, OK, like, I guess she just I mean, technically speaking, it's less distracting than the accent she was doing. Well, I was supposed to watch it on Tide Ass Tuesday. But uh, I got sick, so I had to cancel. I love that cheap Tuesdays at movie theaters is like a universal thing. <laughs> is it Tuesdays there too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I can get used to that when I moved there. That'd be good to know. You want me to play something? Yes, please. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. All right, well, um, so Morgan Willis brought out an album. I've been meaning to play something off it. It was a couple of months ago, actually, in mid-March, called Supernova. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, make sure you check it out. 
It's available at morganwillisofficial.bandcamp.com. I'm featured on it too in the opening track. Um, but uh, the one I want to play off it, probably my favorite, uh, is Midnight Radio. All right, man. Well, this is Midnight Radio by Morgan Willis. Morgan Willis with the track Midnight Radio, Marco's first pick of the week, or Morgan Willie. I was hoping you'd say that. I was going to ask you. Are you going to say it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Morgan Willie. <laughs> 
And before I forget, uh, that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's Fraser Davidson, The Patch Bay, and for any of you who are wondering, The Patch Bay bridges the gap between creator and client. Creators provide verified crystal quality content and services, which clients receive through a state-of-the-art automated digital delivery service. I asked the guy who runs the Patch Bay to give me a brief synopsis of the website, and that's what he's come up with. So the real question is, as a listener, do you understand what I just said? Basically, the Patch Bay is a place where like uh, content producers and people can like uh, and provide their services as well, like audio services, and people can uh, pay for it. You can get patches, you can get people to I think mix and master and stuff like this, and it's all this this uh, automated system, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's Blake Peterson, Ken Giroux, Martin Larby. We talked to him last week. Hexenwork, Digital Dreams, Power Loader, Trevor Resnick, Poly Digital, Elias Garnier, Murat, Playmaker Media, and Ashley Keegan. Uh, thank you all for donating to Beyond Synth. And back to you, Marco, because we were just listening to Morgan Willis, and I do I do have to have that guy on the show sometime, and definitely when I do, I will address the Morgan Willie. Right, when I had him on my show, I did talk about that. I said to him, Morgan Willie, as Andy <laughs> Last would say, he's giggled, he goes, yes, yes, he likes saying that, yes. <laughs> Morgan Willie. Sorry, sorry, I do love his music though. No, no, he he makes great music, yeah. He's one of many people I've been meaning to have on the show, but sometimes when people's English isn't great, it's a bit more work in preparation for the show. No, it is, it is, yep, yep. I I insisted on having him on my finale. I, um,. He was like, man, my English is really bad. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm sorry. I love your music, and you're going to come on. We're going to work this out one way or another. So you're right. It was a little bit extra work, but it was well worth it, yeah. I watched Karate Kid for the first time. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. The first one, the original Karate Kid? Yes. First time ever. I mean, all the way through, yes. What? Just the other day. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? I'm sorry, Andy, but I don't even know what to say. What would you think? I liked it. It's a great movie. I liked it more than I thought I would. You know, because you know when you... Oh, we talked about this before on the show. Like, if there's an 80s film that you didn't grow up with, sometimes they they don't have the same effect on you that they've had for people... I mean, Goonies is my yeah. go-to example. Like, I, I don't actually like Goonies. Just because I didn't see it as a Jesus kid. Christ. And as an adult, I just don't... It, to me, it's a silly film. It is not a silly film. Oh, it's a very silly film. But so... You're a silly film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I've seen all the key things before. I know what yeah. the movie looks like. I know a lot of the film, but I've never actually just sat and watched it. And um, so I, you know, I went in half expecting like, oh, this is, you know, one of those cheesy 80s teen movies or whatever. Yeah. And I was like surprised at how much I liked it. I was like, hey, it's good. I, I like him as a lead. Uh, Machio. What'd you think of Elizabeth Shue? <laughs> she, nah, she's fine. I think wh- what I what I liked about Ralph's character is that he wasn't like an annoying teen character you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's still kind of a loser but he's still like cool enough that he has a bit of game with the girl yeah you know like when she like throws the ball at him at the beginning and like he can quickly start chatting her up and stuff so he's not like a complete like dweeb yeah he still gets beat up but he you know he works hard and tries and trains with with miyagi or whatever and like i actually just i liked him as a character because a lot of times i don't like young people in movies like they annoy me mm-hmm. <laughs> and i found that 
I like I liked his character. I thought like you know he he did the work, like he trained, he did what he had to do, and he wasn't like annoying. Uh, and so that was a big part of it for me. I was like, hey, like that's that's cool. Cool. And and Mr. Miyagi's good. It's actually quite a decent movie. I mean, the script and everything. It's, it is quite a, a reasonable movie. It really is, you know. Yeah, and it's hilarious how quickly the credits roll. <laughs> like when at you, the end, yeah, yeah, it's like a rush. It's like, all right, all right, we're over the limit. Quick, quick. <laughs> so true. Hey, eh? he, he does the fight and. And then, the, and then the bad guys just like, "Hey, man, you're all right." And then the credits roll like, like instantly. It's like, well, this. At the same time, there is something I like about that. When I talk about my thing with Doctor Who, like classic Doctor Who, it's like mm-hmm. the old with the old show. It was all about adventure storytelling, and so it was like when the bad guy was done, the story was over, and so they would roll the credits pretty fast when the story was finished. Like there wasn't usually too much yeah. time for a denouement where like the characters sit around and have like an emotional talk. It was like the bad guy would melt, and then the Doctor would like turn around. To be like time to go and then it would just be over and then the new show it's like they defeat the bad guy in like the first five minutes and the doctor and the companion are like crying for with each other for like half an hour uh having some like emotional chat and so i like when things are plot driven and where it's just like hey well the story's done so the movie's done <laughs> he, he wins the karate fight and it's over i have not seen part two ah, i was a bit disappointed with part two i did the start was annoyed me always annoyed me because i thought that was one of the best sort of couples of the 80s you know as far as movies are concerned like I don't know those two were just oh did they break up at the beginning (laughs) I'm just completely no (laughs) I gotta completely spoil it for you now but um well you're only like fucking 30 years too late but um so I don't feel so bad, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> or she dead at the beginning, or she just not in it? It's like it's one of those where no, the- well, I think it's, she's just not in it. So I think she wasn't interested in the role. I, I, I don't know. I don't really know, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I will. I will watch part two. Uh, I don't even know what the plot of it is. Well, I'll just watch it. I won't spoil it anymore. You already know the start. I mean, that's literally what you find out in the first minute. I think so. But there's so many sequels like that. Yeah. Like there's so many sequels where it just starts and just like, what happened to Jane? It's like, well, she moved away, and yeah. these are the only two actors. They wanted to return in the sequel. I'm like, okay. Well, no, it broke my heart. I was like, what? Straight away, I was off to a bad start. I was like, come on. You can't just give me that right off the bat. It's like it's already starting off on a negative, you know? I mean, to be fair, they're in high school, right? Are they in high school? Yeah, they're in high school. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, high school relationships don't last very long. Yeah, but he's got the moves, man. Who cares? <laughs> but, you know, he can he can go to some tournament and get some better girl. True. Who knows karate? Does that happen? Maybe. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I won't spoil it. I think fucking DAD is doing the music for the Cobra Kai show. Really? Get out. He keeps posting about it. I haven't I haven't talked to him personally. Maybe I should just fucking message him right now. I haven't talked to him in like a year, and then I see him posting all this stuff about Cobra Kai. I'm just like, I think he's doing the... I mean, he's not doing it as DAD. I think he's just doing it as Zach Robinson, but yeah, I'll message him. This is useless. Oh, you want to play me another song? <laughs> I love when I just said talking about the stuff I'm going to do like it's uh, the audience cares. If you, you you want a little window into my process, I'm going to message Zach Robinson and ask him if that is the case because I see him posting on Instagram about it and uh, I want to know the facts. Please fucking do. Yeah. Because I want to know as well. I'm sure everybody else does too, so please let me know, Andy. I will. All right. In that case, I will play something from Demi K. He's got a new single out which will be on a forthcoming album. I'm not sure exactly when it's due out. It does feature my lovely fiance as the intro so if you could play that as well that'd be great Andy um, and the track I'm talking about is Dimmy K with The Streets Are Mine featuring Jazzy on the intro track First Air Break cool well this is uh, this is Dimmy K with The Streets Are Mine this next song is for all the cocky kids who think they own the streets 
Remember, boys and girls, driving fast doesn't mean you'll finish the race. Here's some wisdom from Auntie Missy: Think fast, drive smarter.
And that was The Streets Are Mine by Demi K. Featuring Jazzy. Did you like the guitar work? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. And I, it's really good. It's really good. And uh, before I forget, uh, this was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Greg Smith, fucking Slunks, Willow, Winfield, and Colin Bennett. And with the lucky 777, it's the Rosconian and Skywolf. And with the 669, it's Hugh Jones. And I guess we'll do the donation of the beast. I don't have time to play the jingle today, but you guys know who you are. These are all the people who uh, donate $6.66 a month because Satan... And it's Ross Pentland, Moose Knox, Rob Dyson, Street Cleaner, Orlando, Rodriguez Naif, Till Wild, Straylight, Carm, Lucas Ceballos, and Renton Brax. And we'll uh, we'll round that out with the Polar Wildcat Studios with the 617. Of course, we talked to him last week on the uh, Listener Call-In Show. And we're back here... With Marco. I wanted to go back to what you were saying about, you know how there's like certain movies, it doesn't matter from what era, but say from the 80s, like everybody loves it, and but you just don't, and it's annoying because everybody around you, all your friends, all, all society, everybody's like all so hyped up about this movie, and then you watch it and you just can't get into it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like have shit like that? Maybe this Goonies for you? I don't know. I mean... Uh, well, see, Goonies, I think, is a silly film. Well, Home Alone for me was one. I don't, everybody was obsessed with it. It was like, it's shit. It's just guys falling over with these stupid traps with a kid and what kind of mum leaves a kid at home for fuck's sakes on a holiday I mean come <laughs> on like seriously I think didn't I, I think we've talked about this before because my um my thing with Home Alone like I agree with you like I'm, I'm exactly the same and my my issue yeah. is that I don't cartoon violence with real people just doesn't work for me yeah. like I, I, I it just hurts like when I look at those people getting hurt I mean I get that they're bad guys but to me it's no different than watching like some fucking horror film or something it's like they're getting bricks to the head and like getting set on fire and stuff like to me it's not funny it's like that would hurt like fucking hell like they're getting hit in the head with like big metal beams and shit n- yeah like I don't I don't love my wife does like at Christmas time like Home Alone's on like all the time um let's see I don't love Top Gun alright fair enough that's a good example everybody loves that movie I think Days of Thunder is better uh what else really Days of Thunder okay yeah Tony Scott to me makes more entertaining films you know I I know everyone likes that sort of Quentin Tarantino rant about like the the homoeroticism and Top Gun and not that I understood necessarily when I saw Top Gun like I the Uh subtext or that I was seeing the subtext but to me that movie was just really gay even as a kid I was just kind of like my my buddies are trying to sell it to me like it's this big like masculine movie or you know like it's like oh this is cool film you know like dog fights and all this and when I saw it I was like this movie's just kind of gay like it's like dudes and they're sweaty and they're playing volleyball and I just had that overall feeling and it's not that there's anything wrong with a movie that's gay but it's like for me personally, it's it's like I was sold a bill of goods. Like when everyone was saying, like, "Hey, look at this this movie about like fighter jets," and all I could focus on was like, "I don't know, it's just weird." Like these dudes in little shorts and like the woman, like the one lady in the whole movie, like isn't really that attractive, and so there wasn't like that aspect to it. Yeah. It just seemed like I don't know. There was just something about it that like I wasn't seeing the same movie that people were selling to me. But at the same time, like I understand that Days of Thunder really has no connection other than they're both like Tom Cruise films, but. 
Days of Thunder, I, I enjoyed. Like, I thought that was a, an entertaining Fair film, and, and Nicole Kidman was... There's no gayness in it, so you didn't mind it? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, the, the bottom line is I'm incredibly homophobic, and uh, I, ca- I can't handle so. seeing guys play volleyball with each other and be sweaty. That's one of the best scenes in movie history. Come on, man. <laughs> but they're all oiled up, and they're slapping each other and shit, and he's supposed to be with the girl, but instead he's, you know, he's just got to finish this game with the guys. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's <laughs> Beetlejuice is one for me. I mean, everybody, all my friends loved it, and I just couldn't stand it. I didn't find it funny at all. I, I like Beetlejuice. For me, when I was a kid, I really liked the cartoon. The cartoon was like one of my favorite cartoons when I was in grade three. I used to draw Beetlejuice all the time. In fact, it's funny that you say that, because I'm literally like on Amazon right now about to buy the, the box set of the cartoon series. Right. Well, and it, it's such a stupid cartoon. I never saw the cartoon, so maybe that's... No, you, you, you'll you hate it if you see it now. Like, it's literally... It's all puns. Yeah? It's like the whole show is puns. It's like every time Beetlejuice will say a pun, and then he'll morph into a thing. It like, you know, he'll be like, I'm as fit as a fiddle, and then he'll turn into a fiddle. Like, that's the whole show. <laughs> it's like that. But there's this amazing episode where people are lying and then they have skeletons in their closet Mm -hmm. but then since it's Beetlejuice they literally have a closet where there's a skeleton in there that like tells your secrets so there's an episode where Beetlejuice lies so much that like his closet explodes and then like exposes all of his secrets and these skeletons are like flying around the neither world going like Beetlejuice lied and then then (laughs) Lydia lied to her parents and then like the the skeletons are like flying around they're gonna tell her parents that she lied (laughs) but it's such a stupid show like there's no way in hell an adult would like it for me it's it's strictly nostalgia the thing with beetlejuice there's just nothing like beetlejuice like it is just a a fucking standalone weird when you when i watch it now i'm sort of impressed at how weird it is (laughs) how was this a mainstream movie how did this get a theatrical release? Like, what is this? It's called Beetlejuice, named after the character who, like, doesn't even show up until, like, partway through, and then is sort of like the bad guy, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then just all these weird set pieces, strange special effects, like weird stop-motion things and weird creatures. It's just such a weird movie. Yeah. That's why I've, I've always enjoyed it. But there's certain sequences, like, I don't like, for example, the scene where they haunt the dinner table and everyone's dancing around to that song. And they sort of dance around the table and... And then, like, that scene annoys me. Musical scenes in general usually annoy me in movies. So whenever, like, anyone is compelled to dance, that always bothers me for some reason. Like, it just seems unnatural and stupid. But yeah, I know. I totally get it, though. Like, Beetlejuice is just a fucking weird movie. Like, it's a very easy movie to understand someone not liking just because it's so fucking bizarre. But uh, I like Michael Keaton and... uh, like I, I I like it, but uh, yeah, it's fucking weird as shit. You know what's depressing sometimes when you go watch like you got movies that were your favorite as a kid, and you go back and watch them like twenty years later, and they're really bad, and they just spoil your memory completely. National Lampoon's Vacation, I didn't find it funny at all. I was like, what? Is this the same movie? Have they like edited? Okay, you know what, because- dude, dude, dude. What? Perfect, perfect example. I don't like the National Lampoon movies at all. <laughs> and I know that's unpopular because at Christmas time, this is what we talked about at Christmas, right? Because yeah, yeah, there are these movies that everyone, Christmas movies that they love, and it's fucking Home Alone and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and everyone will post the fucking gifts, and they'll say, oh, it's so funny and all this. Mm. And I watch Christmas Vacation, and I didn't laugh once. Like, the only thing I kind of found funny in Christmas Vacation is the old uncle who has, like, the toupee, who's, like, always complaining. And I, I forget what the gags were with him. But honestly, like, I... 
that's my biggest disconnect, I think, with people around Christmas time. Because the Christmas movies I like are Die Hard, Edward Scissorhands, uh, Batman Returns, Die Hard 2. Like, none of them are, like, the Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Elf is okay, but like, and and I like the old Rudolph, like the stop frame animation Rudolph cartoon, mm-hmm. which they used to show here like all the time, like at Christmas. And so I always remember the ad, and you know they go to the island of misfit toys, and Santa Claus is like just like a real prick in that thing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great example for me because because people, everyone loves those National Lampoon movies, and I just, but this is I don't know, maybe this is like unpopular, but I I I, I never liked uh, Chevy Chase. He's just not been for me. I kind of. Did, but then, then when I go back and watch his stuff, I'm like, ah, why did I see in it? You know what? You know what? Okay, I did like Fletch and Fletch Lives. I thought they're fucking hilarious, and they still are. That's okay. That's his shining, you know, glory or whatever shining light. But it was hard to go back and watch National Lampoons, and because that was my favorite like road trip movie as a kid. And then I'm watching it, going like, what the fuck? You know, like, and, and, and look, I never really liked European Vacation and the Christmas well, Christmas ones. I remember I watched it at the time. I was like, oh my god, what is this? Christmas you know, is the um, one that everyone likes. Right, I mean, like Christmas is like the highlight of it. I I don't know. So shit. (laughs) Well, maybe people can write in and tell me why. Tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah, people are going to be disappointed with us, I think. Well, how about this? Let's uh, let's play another song and then we'll wrap up. All right, if that's the case, Mega Drive has a new track out. It's up on their SoundCloud. I'm hoping they have a new album coming out soon. But uh, the track is very dark and uh, really good stuff. It's called Flawless. All right, man. Well, let's fucking listen to this. This is Mega Drive with the track Flawless.
right, and that was Mega Drive with the track Flawless. And that was brought to you by my lovely $5 patrons. There's Bobson Dugnut, Thomas Sismanic. Is that new? Tomas? Well, there must be a new one. Thanks, buddy. New donor, Tomas Simon Simanek. Simanek? Zimanek. Tomas Zimanek. All right, Tomas, tell me if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Tomas Zimanek. Zimanek. Tomas Zimanek. Hmm. You have an interesting name. It's T-O-M-A-S-Z, and then the last name S-Z-Y-M-A-N-E-K. Well, I tried my best, dude. And then there's Andrew Tukas, Rachel Buchelman, Sergio Matai, Binkley. We talked to Binkley last week. Sven Bomanis, City Bat, Christopher Albert, Daniel Dexias, Star Nomad, Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, Neon Knox, Damian Rudy's, Phil Clothier, Lee McConnell, Zychorax, and Brad Neiman. Thank you guys for donating to Beyond Synth. And uh, and we're back here with Marco, and we just went on a tear about all the movies we don't like, so maybe we can... Uh, Maybe we can talk about something we do like to make these people happy again. Okay, another great Christmas movie that I do like is uh, Better Off Dead. Have you seen that, Andy? Tell me you have, please, with John Cusack. I don't think I have. Andy! <laughs> you disappoint me sometimes. I love you, but you disappoint me sometimes. <laughs> Andy! <brother>. Andy! <laughs> Answer me, Andy! Um... Please, can you do me a favor and watch it? It is, like, literally one of my favorite movies ever, and it is a great Christmas movie. Anyway, check it out. It's really funny. I think you might like it. The humor in it, too. All right, man. Well, I will I will, I will. will watch it. That's uh, Marco's recommendation for me. Because, uh, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, there are a lot of 80s movies I haven't seen. And the thing is, when I stumble and when I finally watch, like, good ones, I'm really happy because it's like I'm discovering new movies because there's a lot of new movies now that just aren't, aren't doing it for me. And so when I watch, like, an 80s movie I haven't seen. So, in some ways, I'm almost purposefully not watching them so I can, like, spread them out. But I don't want to tell people the movies I haven't seen because then... You get reactions like me screaming, Andy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot. <laughs> Like, there's ones that, like, I don't... I can't say. Like, I cannot say out loud. I'm just going to have to watch them secretly and then just pretend I avo- I've always seen them. Because people will be like, how the hell have you not seen... Blah, 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 blah. And, like, I'll be like, well, you know... The Kid was one. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, listen. Uh, it was good talking to you. Happy you got your visa. Thank you. Even if you can't leave the country for a while and come visit me, at least you will be in the same time zone. Yeah. So that will make recording easier, and we can finally maybe like can start finally kick your ass in Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah, yeah, we can play some that's games, right, brother. You better be fucking ready. <laughs> <laughs> Jax is gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I'm gonna do the fucking. Jump kick back breaker. Oh, I was just combo, about to fucking mate. say I was just about to say that like the old drop kick back breaker. <laughs> it's such a good combo. Yeah, the old gotcha fucking uh, mash high punch and then try and lead that yep. into the throw and uh, you got it made, man. Yeah, crush your head. Alright, uh thanks Andy. Um yeah, take it easy. I'll see you next time, buddy. Alright, cheers, dude.
And that was Keeping It Eighties with Marco Merrick. Uh, always fun to chat with him. Uh, I enjoy his company. And that, of course, uh, that whole segment was brought to you by my lovely five dollar Pattersons. There's Face Hugger, Marco Cranendonk, Corey Valentine, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, Barons of Santa Carla, Rollpud, Tristan Waits. Dana Jean Phoenix and Stu M. So thank you all for donating to Beyond Synth. If you want to support Beyond Synth like those awesome people, you can go to patreon.com slash beyond synth. And maybe we'll listen to one more song and then we'll go chat with Wolf and Raven. So here's a cool track from M-A-D-E-S. So he's got an album now, which is cool because I think I've mostly just been playing singles this whole time that his label was sending me. But now he's got an album, which is cool. It's called Motor. And uh, this song is called 1989 by M-A-D-E-S.
And that was M-A-D-E-S by Night... Nope. <laughs> That's the artist's name. <laughs> M-A-D-E-S with the track 1989 off the album Motor. And that's a cool track. Listening to that sort of brought me back to when I was like, just started to get into Synthwave. I don't know why. It just, it, now I'm nostalgic for <laughs> discovering Synthwave. It's like a fucking stupid loop of my life. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely $5 Patreon supporters. Although I don't remember where I was when I was reading the list. Stu M, did I already read him? Night Raptors, Simon Norberg, Matthew Lister, Dougie Fresh, Bobby B, Cunning Corvid, Roman, Joe, and Lando, and Kai. Uh, thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. If you want to join them and help support the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can just go to beyondsynth.com because there's a big fat donate button on there. Make things nice and easy for you and uh yeah that's pretty much all i gotta say let's go talk to wolf and raven all right well i am here with wolf and raven or or half of it this is Chris from Wolf and Raven. Are you the wolf or the raven? Yeah, I I get that a lot asked. So it's I we've we didn't necessarily initially write the name for us specifically. Everyone kept asking us that. So I guess technically I guess I'm the wolf, my brother's the raven. But that's not what the idea spawned from. I guess that I do a lot of the work for Wolf and Raven myself, but my brother does add um, a few tracks and kind of his flair to it. So I thought that was an interesting, like a, like a symbiotic relationship that they have, you know? You do the majority of the stuff, so that's why you're comfortable with your brother not being here, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. He he has his own project that he works on, aside from this, but, uh, like, I do the majority of the songs. But he does, ha- he does have some tracks that are in there that he writes, and you'll, you know, as you listen to a lot of our stuff, you can definitely pick up the little nuances that You'll you'll find that like he has a more kind of subtle feel to a lot of the the tracks. They're a little bit more they're softer somewhat. Okay, and it really makes for interesting mixes. Sometimes he has some really good ones that I don't touch at all. I just like I think it's really good and I'll leave them in there. Um, but some others I'll throw in my kind of flair into it, and we kind of have a pretty cool blend overall. So which uh, which silhouette are you? Because on on the uh, on the Bandcamp and on the other pages, there's like the grid, and then there's a silhouette of a dude with a ball cap and long hair, and on the other side, a guy with like VR glasses. I'm the one with the ball cap. I'm always usually wearing a hat. I've got like long hair. On on the Ace of Space album, the characters that we have on there, the one with the guitar, that's a representation of me, and the guitar is my brother. That's fun. Yeah, we pretty much we wanted it to kind of go like with a an anime vibe, and I thought it'd be cool to add our you know ourselves into it. You know, not a lot of people seem to do that, but I I kind of like having. I've always liked that idea of you know us being like characters in something. You know, so I just thought it'd be a fun idea for the album. So do you work well with your brother? What's the age difference between you two? We're about like two years difference, so it's a really good working environment, I guess, because, you know, a lot of the times I'll work on a track and then I kind of need like a second ear to listen. He'll pick up on things, particularly with drums, because he's pretty good with like listening on that. That's one thing that he, in his band that he was in before all this, he did a lot of percussion stuff, so he's got a better ear on that. I can hear him in my head, but I 
can't, I guess, like initiate it very well. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool thing to kind of bounce back and forth, even with his ideas. You know, he'll bring them to me and I'll kind of glance over and listen to it and be like, OK, you know what? We can bring this out or, you know, it's just like we we kind of work off each other. And that's why that whole Wolf and Raven, the vibe that we wanted to pull, it's like that's the relationship that, that works with me and my brother for this project so I thought it was a, a really neat name for the band I guess who's the who's the older one I, I'm the older one <laughs> so that's why you're in command is that how that works <laughs> no it's more of like the idea spawned for me like he already had his project going prior to this he pretty much does like orchestral piano stuff his uh, project is uh, Anthony's Melodies and he started it out for like uh, people that have like anxieties and stuff because he kind of has that and he, he's had it for a while but it's I've seen it kind of go away over time but the music that he wrote kind of was his way of dealing with that, you know? Sure, sure. So he wanted that to be able to help other people as well on, like, get through their sort of anxieties and stuff. And it's really taken off. Like, it in the last few years, it's been doing pretty well online. That He's got a pretty good following of people that uh, he's always got, like, new messages and stuff that people are just like, man, this really helped me out. And it's just a really good kind of uh, calm vibes that he puts out with his piano work so he did that prior to this and you know i came like a few years afterwards and finally decided to actually start on music you know i've been working on music for a long time as far as like playing guitar you know you should uh, cameo on some of uh, his tunes and see if that helps the people with the anxiety when there's like soft piano music playing and then you just come in with like some really loud guitar out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I we, we have thought about like, uh, that was one thing we've talked about where, you know, we're brothers, so he's totally fine if I were to ever jump into his project and do something and, you know, vice versa. So like we've used tracks that like there's one that he wrote specifically on his project that we actually have in one of our albums that I kind of remixed to our own style. Right. Particularly, I think it's on the, uh, yeah, on the Renegades album, Seaside Shower. That one is actually one that he wrote initially that all the extra little tropical vibe that I added to it, that's that's the stuff afterwards. But the majority of that song was something he wrote on his channel. So we just decided to kind of add that in there and see what we could do to make it into a new song, almost like a remix, but making a brand new tune out of it because he has the ownership of that and I have the ownership of ours. So it's like we're able to just mix those in just because we have that connection together because we're family, you know? Mm. Listen, how about we actually like start diving into the uh, to the Wolf and Raven here and we'll listen to some. Yeah, that sounds good. I picked a couple tracks that I dig. A tribute to Outrun, I believe. That was like one of the older ones. There's an album before that was kind of like, was more like an EP, the Dream Hunters uh, that we came up with. And then after that, I wanted to do a sort of tribute to the outrun game because like it's one of my favorite arcades that i uh, like there's a ton of arcades i played outrun was one of those that like in this one theater that we always went to is the only time i've ever played in the actual machine itself for some reason that thing that game just stood out to me all the time i just i loved the the feeling of i don't know like to me it almost in at that time when i was a kid i thought it was like it felt real like i was sitting in a ferrari or whatever and driving along the beach so something about that like it's always stuck in my mind so i kind of wanted to do like a, a tribute towards that soundtrack yeah my brain was all frazzled there because i meant to talk about dream hunters and i'm like <laughs> oh the the outrun came first and i'm like no it didn't i'm looking at the dates now and like uh, <laughs> i did what we call poor research because i wanted to play a track from dream hunters and that's what we're going to do oh right on so uh this was a track that i dug this was called dance craze by wolf and raven
And that was Dance Craze by Wolf and Raven. And I'm here with Wolf and Raven right now. Chris, all the way from Missouri, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, Joplin, Missouri, Web City, Missouri, I guess. It's a small, small town. What is Missouri? Is that a thing? Sometimes I hear people say that, and is that a different place, or is that like a weird pronunciation? I, I think that's just a pronunciation of the way people say around here. I I don't think I have a like southern accent. I mean, I, I part of me I, I hope I don't like have that kind of <laughs> when I hear it, it just sounds bad, I guess. But I don't <laughs> I don't mind hearing from people. You know, that's just how dialects are in different regions. So sometimes I would watch the shows and I would hear people say Missouri, and then I got confused because there's another one too. There's Brooklyn and Brookline, and I don't know if that they're two different places i have no idea no idea on those like i always get confused i'm canadian right so like there's yeah, certain yeah. like american geography things where i'll hear them just like okay now are they talking about a different thing it sounds so close that i'm like ah it's got anyway this is irrelevant i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to clear up my thinking here i'm looking for answers from the guy from missouri yeah it's uh it's probably just the the region of you know this the way people say things. There's all sorts of different ways that people have said various words and, you know, you've got that sort of twang in a lot of stuff and I'm not a country person. That's one of the only music I guess that I I just really do not listen to and that's country music. Mm -hmm. But I can pretty much listen to just about anything else and that's kind of like a big thing around here is it seems like country music and big trucks is a big thing. Big trucks are big. I (laughs) I come from a a small town that it's funny I think it's like these small communities often have those kind of cliches Yeah, where like once it's a small town it's like if it's mostly like farmers or like that's the the heritage there then there just seems to be trucks and country music even when it's not like. Yeah no it's definitely that uh, the style of living and, and it's I mean th- this city is definitely more of like a working class small city but it's got everything I guess that you you would need mm-hmm. but it's it is surrounded by a lot of just that sort of uh, community farming community you know do you ever go around blasting your music out of like loudspeakers it seems like the crowd that would like it I don't know like I I've not seen the this sort of scene in this area I've I've been getting messages from people that are pretty close by they seem to be like getting into it, but it's funny because like i had someone message the other day that was was like man you guys are from joplin i was like i would never guess we had synthwave stuff playing around here it's like this is really cool and, and so it's like to me that's pretty awesome that we're at least doing something different in the area you know what uh, large city is near joplin closest like major city i would say would be like kansas city it's about two hours away another decent sized city i guess would be springfield Springfield, Missouri. So every, every other weekend, we'll kind of go up to Kansas City to see my friend. It's like, well, we want to get out of Joplin. Let's go up there and you know see what they've got going on. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of cool events in Kansas City. So that's where uh, Dorothy's from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty much uh, a. <laughs> There's Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. So wait, is Kansas a state? Yeah. So Kansas City is in Missouri, and it, there's a Kansas that's in Kansas State. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the Kansas uh, City, Missouri is like they're, they're, it's kind of like right on the border. I think right on the edge. It's weird. Man, this is all confusing. I haven't looked at all my uh, my geography prior to this. You know. <laughs> See, my dad uh, was a geography teacher, and geography was never my strong suit. Like I didn't absorb it. Yeah. There was this point where I was trying to do memorization games in my head just to. To train my brain and so for a while there I was like trying to memorize the states like just for something to do I don't remember any of them <laughs> <laughs> but there was like this period of time where I was like trying really hard to memorize them and and uh, I don't know why I had this theory that it was like you memorize lots of stuff and it's like brain exercise that'll like make your brain work better yeah I think that's true honestly because uh 
I mean, that's one thing that I always did similar. For some reason, I always collected, when I was little, I collected all the quarters and stuff. And I always like thought it was interesting to see the ones that had like the states. I don't know, even the same thing like in school, I would try to memorize like the capitals and all that. And I mean, my, my memory for a lot of things is definitely retained pretty well. I strongly believe in that, especially with like video games, the you know puzzles and stuff that they give you. I think anything that helps work your mind in a sense is beneficial. I think my brain still has all the stuff like I memorized from high school school but i cannot i'm like the guy in memento like it's hard for me to make like new yeah memories that seem to stick so like yeah i can still conjure up like mortal kombat 2 fatalities but i couldn't tell you like how scorpion even throws his spear in the new mortal kombat and i own it <laughs> like every like every time i boot it up because I, I only play it like you know once every few months and like i literally have to like go to that screen and like relearn everything again yeah but if i threw on mortal kombat 2 i gotta be running around doing fatalities and shit like just because it's still sort of in my brain i can't remember any of those like fatalities or they were simpler times though too right so like i mean a lot of them were just like back back down high kick you know like they were never yeah, like yeah, super complicated whereas now it's like hold block at fucking two paces away and then hit down down up and then like all the all the attack buttons are different for the different characters it's it i always thought that was insane like i you know i used to play a lot of fighting games and the big one i was into was uh marvel versus capcom so it's like i'm more used to that sort of fighting style in games. Mm -hmm. uh, Street Fighter was another one. So I'm kind of used yeah. to those combinations, you know? Yeah, the Capcom ones, they yeah, they have a different style. So for me, I'm more used to the Mortal Kombat where it's a lot more just like directional inputs, like, you know, forward, forward and a thing, back, back and a thing. Whereas Capcom had those kind of like hold back for two seconds and then hit forward and like they did do weird ones like that that yeah. were different to me and kind of confusing. Yeah, they're not like, they don't have the typical, I guess like if you've Growing up playing those others, you're kind of used to the quarter circle and all that. And it's like, it makes it so much where it's like, it's a standard almost. But then you come up with these games that are getting a little more complex and trying to add, you know, new combinations and stuff. They're getting kind of crazy, but... I mean, I still enjoy them, you know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. No, no, no. It's a, it's just a different way. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's, that's the point. But listen, I want to move forward here and listen to more music. So we're going to go to the album Platforms. Right on, yeah. And we're going to listen to a track that I dug on this one called Paradise Plunder by Wolf and Raven. Thank you. 
And that was Paradise Plunder by Wolf and Raven. And I'm here with Wolf and Raven right now. Chris from Missouri. I dug this track. It's got some like synth uh, pan flute going on. Yeah, yeah. The platforms is one of those like random albums that we had out there that I think it strays a little bit away from the typical like synth stuff that you hear in that particular one yeah I, we wanted to go with a lot of those tracks very the theme of it was somewhat Aztec I guess hmm. or Mayan and kind of wanted to have this sort of tribal sounds I guess in there so yeah the pan flute is is definitely one of my favorite things that we added in there and I mean I thought of this like as I was listening to it and then I went down and read the description of the album and I'm like okay that makes sense because I was thinking Donkey Kong yeah yeah like I was thinking just jungle video game levels and obviously like to me that always conjures Donkey Kong in my mind because of the uh, the rhythm of, of the tracks it's like the old Super Nintendo games so I thought the soundtracks and those were wicked and that's what this kind of conjured in me when I listened to it yeah that's the other thing with that particular album a lot of that stuff was inspired a lot through David Wise, he wrote a lot of the tracks for Donkey Kong because Donkey Kong Country was like a that series was kind of like a huge thing for us as well. Mm-hmm. And I think I even mentioned it in a lot of the stuff, but Aquatic Ambience was one of the themes in Donkey Kong that just like stood out to me as like amazing. Yeah, part one for me, Aquatic Ambience is like I'm gonna say like one of the best level tracks in a game like ever. I mean, like it is one of the best pieces of music from a video game, it's so good and the winter level yeah yeah uh the one where it starts to where the sky goes gray and like the snow gets really heavy like i always like the music in that one and the um when you go into the factory i mean i hate the level right where you're jumping on like the tires and the flaming barrels and like the, your jumps have to be really precise yeah and then part two was bramble blast because bramble blast was sort of like the it was the aquatic ambience of donkey kong 2 basically like it was sort of like the same kind of vibe All the tunes that he wrote were to me amazing. I, I just like that's the kind of like level I, I would love for our music to be in a sense, like if it was in video games or movies in general. But like he, he was really able to show like that stage and the feeling of it just through the music. And that to me was like it, that's what blew my mind listening to a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we kind of wanted to pay tribute a little bit to that. And you can even see it in the track titles. Like we tried to play around with the alliteration because they had a lot of that in a lot of the stages, the way they named them. So we tried to name our tracks similar to as if they were stages on like a Donkey Kong game. There definitely is that sort of video game sound uh, in your music, which I like. That more kind of energetic adventure video game music. Like it's a cool sound. It's it's not one that I hear all the time from a lot of the music I listen to. And of course you're layering in with all those crazy guitars and stuff so it's uh, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun yeah that, thanks man that's that means a lot it's uh the platforms album to me is going to be a bit different than the other stuff because there's a lot of the uh, synth that's out there that's kind of starting to sound almost the same in a, in a lot of aspects and i was wondering how people were going to take that particular release because it was very different so i kind of waited on it like those tracks were actually finished far before renegades was put out but i kind of wanted to get a a certain i guess establishment within the scene a little bit before i started kind of doing other things you know the retro stuff is always probably going to be what i write because that's just what is big with me that 80s metal was kind of like a huge influence on a lot of the stuff that i i'm trying to write more more tunes which the next 
album I'm working on is probably going to be a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like it's going to be heavier synth and heavier uh, guitar in there for sure. So I'm not sure how how people are going to take that. I mean, they might enjoy it, but we're obviously going to continue having that sort of fun vibe going because that's that's what I like about it. I want it to be almost themed to the a situation or a certain mood. Like it can go dark and then all of a sudden be fun and uplifting and then go back to maybe like a slow pace, like a sad moment or something. We, we try to like just push a, a narrative that way. It's almost like a progressive style, I guess. It's one of the reasons why I picked that song to play because, you know, I hear a lot of synthwave, obviously, and people send me a lot of stuff and there is sort of, there can be a sort of sameness uh, to <laughs> a lot of the stuff I hear in, in terms of the instrument choices and the tempos of the songs, and there's almost like a template yeah. of synthwave. And so when I heard the synth pan flute, I was like, A, because it reminded me of Donkey Kong, but also uh, it was different. I was just like, hey, there he's, he's got a synth pan flute in there, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is like we tried to at least add some different instruments if we have to not saying that like any of the stuff out there that is using those you know trying to match that sort of 80s vibe it's understandable why you you know they're going that route and it's like i'd say you know what, what i believe every artist should do is you know do what you feel works for your track you don't need to worry about like what people are i guess necessarily going to think just kind of just do it and see what happens with ours i just i want to do something that's retro inspired but also add this other element to it that may not necessarily represent like a lot of the things that the scene what they're looking for but to still kind of bring that nostalgia and maybe like make you think about a video game you played or some movie you watched or something like that that's pretty much the ultimate goal i guess that i figure synthwave is there for is just to get people that sort of nostalgic vibe and speaking of that vibe let's uh, listen to some more uh i wanted to play another track from platforms this one would have made a really cool video game track i dug this one this is uh, constructs of gods oh yeah by wolf and raven
That was Constructs of Gods by Wolf and Raven, and that was from the Platforms album, and I'm here with Wolf and Raven right now. Yo. Chris. Are you, are you a Chris or a Christopher? <laughs> My full name is Christopher, but I most people call me Chris, and that's what I go by, so I prefer Chris. But uh, yeah, legally, I guess Christopher would be my name. <laughs> I, I do prefer to address people by their legal names. Uh, this is a very <laughs> official show. I want to I show how classy this show is. I see, I see. <laughs> so uh, that's the thing. I got to call people Christopher. They got to call me, fuck, my name's Andrew. <laughs> it just doesn't suit me at all. Andy's just a much goofier name and sillier name. I think it's more appropriate. I wonder, though, if our attitude's change based on what people call us because like several of my friends who work in um in alberta and canada it's sort of like the texas of canada where all the oil is and the cowboys they all do oil jobs and so they're always working with those type of dudes you know like construction worker type guys and uh my buddy was telling me like this one guy he works with nickname was meat sauce like they called this guy meat sauce (laughs) and i just started thinking like what does that do to a person yeah (laughs) i mean like if you had a buddy and literally like your buddy's like hey it's fucking scumbag or whatever like you think like after a while that would actually start to affect that person's stature and like their place in the group and stuff like that like it just i don't know i'm thinking like maybe i'm goofy because people call me andy you know i don't know i mean i i definitely think it would affect the way you think for sure like obviously if, if someone's calling me that for day in day out like i'm probably gonna be thinking that in my head the entire time like man what what about me is making people just call me this constantly <laughs> like this is like something wrong with me I mean, I could definitely see, you know, depending on how you're named, you know, or how you're called, that it's definitely going to affect how you, I guess, I mean, everything in a sense does influence how you view things. You know, your environment pretty much kind of defines you. Yeah, I mean, because there's no way like some dude called Meat Sauce is going out and getting like picking up ladies, (laughs) especially if you're with other dudes and just like, hey, this is Meat Sauce. You know, like no chick is going to be like, (laughs) well, this is this is the one, you know, like what do you got to do to be called? I've never known. I don't I don't even think I wanted to ask. So that was that was a, a legit name that they called him all the time. Like he just went with it, and yeah, he, just, he would tell he would tell me these stories. Like, oh, and then meat sauce. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean meat sauce? I mean, like, what kind of nickname is meat sauce? Like, I I don't know. I could see maybe in this day and age that with the uh, you know gamer tags is a big thing because I mean I've known people that I've initially started I called them by their gamer tag for some reason because I met them online. Mm. I mean that could be a thing. Maybe, maybe that was like uh, his online name or something. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I never thought about that the whole gamer tag thing because I don't really do too much online gaming so I've never met somebody online. Oh really? I'm afraid of strangers. I don't accept invitations. So like if I'm on my PlayStation and people send me invitations because they like see I'm playing a game with they're playing or whatever i'm like nope <laughs> stranger danger and i just go and play by myself it's a pretty cool world i'd say i mean i'm i've been playing games for so long and like video games definitely have influenced me in general and like my music for me and my brother both of us like we've been we've grown up with vi- video games for like all our life so if i would say one big influence that's definitely one of the main things and so growing up playing the super nintendo and then you know getting to the part where we can actually play online with friends and stuff it just blew my mind so so I, I was all in sorts of games like, you know, World of Warcraft was a huge one that I played for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was an addiction that I, I had to break. It was consuming my life at one point. So uh, you're not the uh, first guy I've had on this show has told me that <laughs> it seems like a, <laughs> that game uh, stole lots of people's lives. Oh, yeah, it's I mean, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed everything that I, I experienced in that game and, you know, the people that I met and played on there with is just it's a cool like a second life almost like you get to experience some fantasy world and i don't know i've always been into rpg games 
you know, for a long time. Mm -hmm. So being able to play with other people and experiencing that was really fun to do. I'm just, I'm way too particular about the experiences that I want. So, you know, like I love uh, like the Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't fond of Elder Scrolls Online for reasons like there's something about online, especially when they're like massive multiplayer online games, because so many people are doing goofy and dumb things that it sort of breaks the world for me. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so simple because like I know people who like really enjoyed their time with Elder Scrolls online and I just couldn't handle when I would walk into a village that everyone was just jumping in the air and spinning in circles. Yeah, it kind of breaks the uh, immersion of the game, I guess, like uh, kind of role-playing your character, I guess. Yeah, just it was so stupid. Like, I just walk in and just like, oh, so this whole town <laughs> is just full of fucking brain-damaged idiots who are all just jumping and spinning in circles and swearing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that. Because when I played Elder Scrolls, like regular Elder Scrolls, I kept on thinking, how cool would this be if I could just play with one other person? Right. You know what I mean? Like, they just join my game, you know, they're like the companion or whatever or what whatever, and we just play like the regular story missions and there's just another person there to help out with the fighting and collect items and stuff i think that'd be cool but i don't know yeah i mean i've never played the elder scrolls online which i mean i love the elder scrolls series but for some reason the online version of it just didn't really attract my attention because i in those games i do prefer just being you know a single player campaign i can kind of i guess act my character out in a sense of what i might do and it makes the game much more interesting to me that way probably the similar to what you're saying it's like you don't want to have all these random things going on for certain games i prefer to not have other people in there a single player campaign is always i think enjoyable for me to just go through and try to complete something you know Mm -hmm. every now and then we always see we like joining in multiplayer games just to mess around it's a fun to hang out with your friends online especially if everyone isn't in your area like you're you know i have a lot of friends that are uh they've moved away so it's pretty much the only place we can still kind of hang out yeah i keep on meaning to have some sort of even just for like synthwave people just to jump into a game of uh, gta or something that'd be cool it's, it's one of those things i keep meaning to do and i can never find the time but everybody's all in like different time zones which is the problem because yeah. like like i'm in toronto i'm in uh, eastern standard time but you know when i'm talking to like friends i've met in the scene and they're like you know in england and france and different parts of the states and it's just like we can never really sync up at a time that's convenient for everybody yeah yeah which is always a a pain in the ass that would be difficult for sure like try to set something but i mean that sounds like a cool idea for something maybe in the scene like uh, i don't know how many people you can get into one lobby but it'd be interesting to get like a bunch of synth fans or artists even and have like a session online for like a night or something that'd be kind of interesting i think it'd be fun to do it's like you know i've got family and all this other stuff so like it's hard to organize things like that like it seems like it would be simple like i know sometimes it's it's frustrating for people when I say like oh like it'd be cool to play like they want to play online because I'll be talking about games and I'm like you don't understand like the only time I can really sit down and actually focus on a video game without like people running in the room and like distracting me is like at two in the morning (laughs) and then if there's no distractions then I could also be editing the show yeah yeah and so I usually opt to do that because I'm like well I can work in peace and so it's it's hard sometimes I feel guilty when I play games because I'm not working I'm one of those people. It's understandable. I mean, it's a balance and it's because I still will play online, um, but it's mostly just whenever I need like kind of a break away from, you know, I'm, I'm usually trying to write stuff, you know, each night. I try to give myself at least a break because like, I mean, when you're sitting there messing with something for a while and I'm sure you've you've probably dealt with this sort of thing, too, where it's like you're you're working on something and you just kind of get into like a 
a block and it's like all right you know it's like i need to step away from this for right now and come back later and so it's like sometimes you just want to go do something that's like mindless and just get your your head relaxed a bit you know yeah that's why that's why i enjoy owning like a switch because for those types of situations i really like just playing like super mario odyssey yeah yeah because there's like there's so many like moons to collect and i know i can just kind of sit down and then just walk around collect a moon feel like i did something and shut it off the experience isn't too intense that i'm i have to watch like a 20 minute cut scene and then do all this other stuff like i can just sort of jump in and there's not really like i guess a full strategy or like thinking process that you have to go through with one of the games we've been playing this the last two years is, is a uh, overwatch is a big game that we've we'll, we'll play on together and but that game's frustrating you know like you're playing online and everyone's got to do their part and yeah that's definitely not a game i'll play if i'm trying to relax like yeah <laughs> i'll go to like some single player mode like you said mario or something and those are the games that i'll play where it's like i gotta get my mind off but it's like it involves some thinking but i can kind of still relax a little you know take my time yeah 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 listen we've been talking for too long we got to play some more music right on so we're gonna move to the album cursed which was a a small album of uh like darker tracks i don't know maybe it was the, it was the artwork i'm pretty simple that way but uh, when i saw the picture on the cover i'm like uh, oh castlevania it reminded me of castlevania and then sure enough you have a track on there called the belmont curse or belmont's curse or whatever and i was like okay so yeah but uh, the track that i wanted to play was a track called the night queen by wolf and raven
And that was The Night Queen by Wolf and Raven from the album Cursed. And I'm here with Wolf and Raven right now. Chris, talking about video games. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody told me this. They want me to start asking my guests. Because one of the things I never do on this show is really talk technically about music. Right. Or ever actually ask the questions that my audience wants me to ask (laughs) guests. So I'm just going to ask a bunch now. What What is your favorite book? Do you read books? I'm not like a big reader, but if we were to like, I guess, just pick one that I read a while back, I guess, I, I really like the uh, the Hobbit. The Hobbit was a good book. A lot of people didn't really, I guess, they, they thought it was a little difficult. They, they, they kept telling me I probably find it boring, but I, I actually really like the book, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they were saying. So is that your answer? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say The Hobbit, I guess. What's your favorite uh, song? Do you have a favorite song? I, I like a ton of music, so it's it's really hard to say what like my favorite tune to always go to would be. But, uh, I mean, anything from Scorpions, for me, works. Like They're kind of like my favorite band, so that, that can answer that question. The Scorpions, uh, I really love them. The Scorpions! <laughs> so there you go, people telling me to ask these sorts of questions. How do you make your music, man? What uh, what uh, D-A-W yeah. do you use? Daw! <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've gotten that quite a bit from people as well, so you know, we use just straight up FL Studio. Straight up? Yeah, they, it, it's... A lot of people probably talk crap on it, and to me, I think you can use whatever DAW is out there. If you master it in a certain sense, like you should just stick with that because it takes a while to just kind of learn some stuff with each DAW, anyways. Like relearning a lot of things in another program just kind of takes too long. So I learned quite a bit through FL Studio, so that's that's why I've stuck with it, and I think it's pretty easy to use. So fair enough, man. I'm trying to think here. What are all the typical questions people always tell me to ask? DAW. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's get back to video games. I was, I was wanting to mention something real quick too. On you, you said earlier that you, you know, you're talking about the album. You particularly like the cover on it, and uh, I just, I definitely wanted to at least mention my friend uh, Chris Yarbrough. He's the guy that does all our artwork. The, the only one that I guess that I did was the uh, Renegades and Dream Hunters. But the other ones, if you look at Ace of Space, Cursed, the uh, Platforms album, um, those are done by him. So I, I'm having him kind of do our work because it. it definitely takes off uh load off of my my back whenever i'm trying to like work on music and stuff you know like both me and my brother are we got our degrees in graphic design but we prefer to work on our music you know but uh his his work's incredible so it's one of those things i I definitely wanted to mention if you were ever interested in looking at his artwork i suggest it's if if you like that sort of castlevania uh look he he is amazing at that he's got a whole series that he did on that yeah i'm gonna edit this part out i I don't like giving people credit for their artwork it's 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 inappropriate okay i'm just kidding i'm (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if you were being serious. It sounded pretty serious. <laughs> I wish that was one of my things. Like, no, we don't give credit to artists here. Obviously, it's like it's your show. You know, like you can do whatever you want with it. It's just, I, I think that's would be the first time I've heard something like that. I'd be like, it's like, well, wait, you pr- you promote musicians, but you will not support the artists. That that's interesting. <laughs> I can go further into that joke by saying that I take all of their artwork and I sign it myself so that maybe it's like one of those like, 
totalitarian government things where like all the artwork yeah, has to pass through my show first and then I just take credit for all of it. Yeah. It's not that people don't do that, man. That's what the internet is full of. There's, you do see a lot of that popping up, fucking people taking credit. I've noticed that and it sucks. Cause, and that's one reason like I... I like the fact that people are out there that are looking at this stuff and they will at least mention it's like, hey, if they know who it is, you know, every now and then I try to share stuff on our Instagram. It's like sometimes I don't know who the artist is. It's just something I stumbled on. And, you know, if someone out there knows it, it, that I usually will ask that. It's like because I I am generally interested in a lot of people's work. And if it's something I love, you know, obviously I'm going to tell other people about it. And it's good to see that. Like, but I I have seen a lot of what you're saying where people are just, you know, ripping other art off and just doing their own thing. That's happened you know, even when I was uh, doing the graphic design work in, in college, like I seen, you know, a lot of people do that passing their classes. I'm just like, man, that, that is not good. And like, you should not be. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be a good designer. And like, if you're going to continue doing that. I love when it's so blatant. I saw one the other day, you know, signal noise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like he had this one where it was like a motorcycle, like it's like a motor guy with a motorcycle. Was oh, that the one with the, the lightning bolt like jacket? Yeah, yeah. And then there's this other dude who like just did a piece that was just the same fucking thing. Like they redid it. Like they didn't just copy and paste it, but it was like the premise was exactly the same. Yeah. And like to the point where it's like, okay, come on. Like, I mean, what are you doing? Like, Especially someone as known in within this scene like this. I mean, this the scene is growing. It's still like a niche scene, though. You know, putting something up like that especially if you're putting it within the scene people are going to know like a name like signal noise for example like everybody i think knows who that is within the scene at least if you've if you've been within the scene for a while you would know yeah yeah and to put something out like that like you know hopefully people would call that out at least or well, i think he know, did like he he did put a link and just be like hey what's up with this <laughs> you know just showed, showed <laughs> the things side by side listen i want to move forward to the album renegades man okay uh and we're gonna listen to a song i dug from it and this song is called the heist by wolf and raven <laughs>
And that was Wolf and Raven with the track The Heist. And I am here with Wolf and Raven right now. Chris, the wolf. Hey. <laughs> the wolf is here. The wolf. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> so are you part of the wolf pack now? Yeah, man, I guess so. Can I be in your band? <laughs> I guess the I guess the nocturnal creatures uh, crew or something. I mean, I, I don't know what to call us other than uh, the the night creatures. I guess we can go with that. I, I want to be a cat of some kind. I'm a cat guy. <laughs> some sort of cat in a suit. So speaking about uh, games, though, because we're, we're we're talking a lot about games. Like, so what is some of the early stuff? Like when you first got into uh, we were talking about Donkey Kong before, but like what was your what was your first console? Uh, the very first one I got from my parents. Uh, was a Super Nintendo. Like, I've played on other systems prior to that, and I actually, I started on, like, a, an Atari, and um, even on a, like, I think it was an Amiga, maybe, but no, my the first one was a Super Nintendo, and the first game that came with it, too, was the uh, Zelda Link to the Past, so it was just, like, a perfect, I don't even know, like, I don't think my parents realized what they caused for my future by buying that for us, because <laughs> that pretty much turned everything around for me. Like, I was just a video game kid at that point you know like I, that's all I did my son's like that right now with fucking Minecraft <laughs> like I bought Minecraft just I don't know what it is man the kids love Minecraft like, I think it's fine but like kids love it like a lot well it's that whole I, uh, I mean you know we, we played with like Legos and stuff and I've always wanted a game that you could like just build whatever, you know, I, I, I felt like Legos should have been something they should have invented that like a long time ago, but you know, they just never did. They had some games that kind of had those elements, but when Minecraft came out, it's like everything in it, even though it was blocks, because I, me and my brother, we played that too. Like a lot of our friends, we got in there and we just had, you know, some hilarious times messing around, but a world where you can just kind of build whatever you want and dig and all just <laughs> something about that. Like it just makes your imagination kind of go wild, I guess. Like you, and I can definitely see, you know, how kids would love that game. It's just, uh, it kind of uh, branches off your imagination, you know, helps, helps build on that. My son watches those videos of like the fucking people who just play minecraft <laughs> yeah so like he just goes on the playstation goes on youtube and then just watches like there's this couple called pat and jen who get like six million views it's insane and it's just them playing minecraft mods and being annoying six million views it's crazy like when uh, that's one thing that i've always wondered like i've never sat down to watch somebody else play a game other than whenever i played with my brother and we didn't have like you know a two-player game or something obviously we'd take turns and see each other play but i've definitely never watched somebody play through a game online or anything like that it's just like to me i want to play it myself you know well it's the worst part watching someone play a game is the worst part of a game yeah exactly like if yeah. you have a game you know it's just like and you got to watch your brother play it's just like it's the worst <laughs> yeah thing there is yeah like you want to you want your turn to come up you're just like man i hope he dies right here like i want to play this you know yeah. <laughs> it's especially if you only have like you know one console at the time that's all we had is just one console one controller so you you obviously had to take turns you know watching somebody play online go through stuff blows my mind too because some of these guys you know they play through the campaigns and people watch it and i don't want to be spoiled in games or in movies like mm. i hate that yeah like even with trailers like there's a lot of trailers that if i've heard that a movie's coming out i always will stay away from watching it i just prefer to see it fresh because like they even almost give away too much in a lot of these trailers well you know thanos has two of those infinity stones in his gauntlet so he's he's taking those infinity stones from those avengers and uh <laughs> you know that's gonna happen 
happen? He's, he throws Spider-Man into the floor. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen? Spider-Man's wearing that weird suit. It's got the glowing eyes. <laughs> I'm not huge on the Marvel series. I think out of all of those, I really enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, they're in it, man. <laughs> That's the trailer, man. They're in the last two seconds, bro. Man, you're ruining this for me, man. <laughs> I, didn't know they, I didn't know they were going to be in there. <laughs> Now, that trailer's been watched about 130 million times. That's uh, I've actually have not seen the uh, the Infinity trailer, so I'm I'm planning to stay away from it. But in general, you obviously kind of know what's happening. But I just prefer, I guess, not seeing any scenes from a movie that I'm probably going to watch. Though there there will be movies that come up that I, you know I'll be in the theater and that I don't know about, and obviously I'll get exposed to the trailer. And then at that point, it's like if usually if it's a teaser. I like that because they don't usually show a lot. It's just like this little scene and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, there's a trailer title and you're like, oh man, this is, this is going to be awesome, I think. So I don't mind those, but when it's like full like trailers, the, like when it comes up to like almost the release date, those tend to like show too much, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, <laughs> mind you, as much as we make fun of movie trailers now for like giving away too much, you watch trail like older trailers and there are some old trailers like for movies in like the 70s and 80s and stuff where the narrator just kind of like walks you through through the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. The thing that I find new movie trailers guilty of is just, is almost hyping things up too much. Yeah. The music swells so big and it just makes everything so fucking epic. It's like movies, you know, they pale in comparison when the trailer is just so epic and like the stupid, I don't know what, I don't know what movie did it first, but whatever movie did the fucking, oh, and it was Inception. Was it Inception? It invented the, the fucking yeah, like it seems like every trailer for a while has had that. Where yeah. It's just like, man, they just have that sound on every sample. So it's like they just use that throughout every trailer now. Yeah, and then some some movie trailers try to get clever by doing their own kind of sound, but it's still like the premise is still the same. Yeah, yeah. Every few seconds you have to do like a They just got to hype it up, I guess, you know. <laughs> That, that's their way of hyping and just keep throwing that in there and over time it's that whole uh, the Pavlov dog yes yeah 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 they're just gonna keep on you know throwing that sound out and every time we hear it we're like hyped immediately because we just know it's supposed to be awesome you know <laughs> I love it if they actually tried to like do that experiment with people just in real situations like you're just in the mall and then to like alert you to a sale or something exciting happening in the mall like they just play that sound over the speakers and then <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah it's like over all these years after all these years they've, they've literally been conditioning us so they're waiting for that moment yeah. and <laughs> we've got to get to the gap 50% off yeah. It's going to be some Orwellian situation, you know. With, with Hey, man, the- it's like 1984 right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, it kind of is, so that's Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of making fun of the people that say it, but it's also true. Um, it somewhat is, yeah. I mean, it is, like, but there's definitely, like, things I'm noticing now, but it's coming from a direction I wasn't expecting. There's a lot of censorship, but it's coming from, like, the politically left side. Yeah. Where I was always anticipating it coming the other way, where it's just like, no, you can't joke about this, and you can't say this, this, and that. It's weird. It's pretty crazy. Like, both sides have gotten pretty polarized. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that are kind of just in between that are just like what the heck is going on like that's what's happened to me yeah and i think a lot of people are i feel like now that that a lot of people are becoming sort of centrists because it's just like you're just kind of looking around and like okay well i i can't be on this team anymore because this is whack but the other team's stupid still so like i guess i'm just gonna be in the middle and just kind of look at it but i feel like a lot of people are like that yeah it's it's pretty much everywhere that's it's but the thing is is 
you have to also remember that you know the people that are it seemed to be that the people that are the loudest end up being the ones that are noticed on each side and and that's what makes people it's like well if everyone's like that i don't want to be a part of that and and, and so then it starts making this other subgroup you know and you're just like well uh, yeah. i don't know what to think with both of these groups no exactly it like that is exactly what's going on right now and it's really weird in my opinion the synth the synth scene the, the retro scene was the whole point of it was that it wasn't political obviously we're not talking yeah, about yeah. the politics of the 80s because the 80s was a weird time uh politi- i mean it can't be no weirder than now but like you know it it wasn't the picture that people paint of the 80s and the 90s you know when they're looking back with their nostalgia they are not talking about the cold war and uh you know all these other things that were going on it's just about the fucking palm trees and blade runner and and you know don johnson and stuff like it's a memory it's nostalgia it's not the bad stuff that's that's the main thing with us because it's like you know this what I love about all because I I love everything as far as like the pop culture of eighties you know like the cartoons that we watch the the video games you know that I played and then you know from the eighties and I would say for us it's eighties and nineties you know I don't know something about the music and the aesthetics of stuff just I don't know it sticks with me and that to me is what what the scene I guess represents and I think that's what in general the whole scene sees it as that they've it's just the nostalgia sort of factor and so we're we're about you know especially with our music you know it's like video games cartoons, animes, movies, whatever, anything that we, you know, grew up with that really kind of struck with us, you know, that's kind of stayed with us all these all these years, the themes and sci-fi uh, cartoons and, you know, movies. Those are kind of the things that inspire us, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. I want to uh, I want to listen to another track, though. We were, we were talking for a long time there. Yeah, yeah, sorry. This is a track called Hot Pursuit, and, uh, and this is a cool one, man. This is uh, Hot Pursuit by Wolf and Raven.
And that was Wolf and Raven with the track Hot Pursuit. And that's a cool track. Yeah, dude. That's that's one of my early uh, favorites. I, lo- I love a lot of our music that, you know, every time we complete something, for some reason, I'll always be like, oh, man, this is my favorite one. Oh, this is going to... But it's like every other one ends up being like that. But that was definitely one of my earlies that I thought people were really going to enjoy that one. And then they completely threw a curveball at me, and it seems like everybody really loves On the Run from that album. So, But Hot Pursuit is probably one of my favorites off of that album, so that's cool that you're playing that. Yeah, well, it's a cool song. But anyways, man, listen, I'll, I will play a track from, uh, from Ace of Space, because I think it's cool, but we can probably sort of start to wind this down. Now, is there something you want to talk about that... Uh that we didn't talk about only other thing that I, I guess i would mention is that you know people are new to discovering us from your you know your show or anywhere else that we do have more stuff in progress coming up and both me and my brother are working on tracks pretty much every night we're definitely excited to bring this next one like i've got a lot of really cool ideas and i, I actually recently just talked with my friend chris the, the guy that's going to be doing the artwork for this next album he's actually going to be doing for the entire thing so and i have like some awesome ideas we're, we're still kind of going with that sort of, I, I kind of like keeping the theme of this anime style, the 80s anime, as far as the artwork goes. And the, the vibe on this next one is definitely going to be a little bit more metal, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more guitar, I, I guess I should say. The theme, I guess, we're going with is this this kind of Dungeons and Dragons-esque picture, but it's going to deal with like samurais and ninjas and uh, uh, dragons and whatnot. So it, I, I'm pretty excited for it. The, the tracks I've got are definitely going to be very different than what you're hearing from the scene right now. So hopefully it gets received pretty well whenever we're fully done with it but i'm pretty excited to to get those tracks out for people to hear we we may have something to release prior to that like as a preview maybe people can uh, check out and see what they think well that's cool man and um yeah no you guys make cool music i mean you've already got a bunch out there if people are just discovering you now there is still quite a few things to check out already and with our stuff too i don't want to specifically be tied to one specific you know how like there's some guys that are known as like oh this is the dark synth dude or this is the you know pop synth and i want our music to definitely show that we can kind of do all sorts you know and i think you've definitely shown that with the song choices that you've had it definitely gives a broad kind of spectrum of uh, of the variety that we can kind of do and i think that the, the next album too for it, it'll definitely have that progression i was talking about earlier like i want it to definitely have almost its own fun vibe still but mm-hmm. very different than what what you're hearing in the typical sense i guess we're we're, we're going to try to do some different things with this but definitely retro inspired video game sort of soundtrack with obviously my guitar work in there because it seems a lot of people really enjoy that well this sounds very exciting chris from missouri <laughs> yeah am i saying it wrong i say missouri how do you say it missouri missouri <laughs> okay so i'm doing it right some people like to say misery well <laughs> <laughs> is that what it feels like in joplin sometimes it feels like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the weather uh here is so ridiculous it fluctuates like every day i mean it could be like hot one day and the next day is like freezing cold it's absurd how the weather is so yeah it could definitely feel miserable many many times well you know the old saying when the weather i got nothing sorry (laughs) (laughs) i was was hoping an old saying would come to me at that point (laughs) yeah well, I thought you were going to go with the whole uh, grass is greener on the other side. and In Kansas, Kansas? Well, <laughs> yeah. I guess the grass would be pretty green out there. It's nothing but grass and flat lands. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy, you know, where we live. It's I think it's a fine town. It's just one of those things I think everybody kind of gets stuck in a, a mindset of like, oh, man, it's probably better over here. Or, 
but but I think you, you just got to like look at the overall aspect of it, what things that the areas do provide. I, I think you, you can pretty much live just about anywhere and find something enjoyable. Yeah, man, as long as you can make your music and play games and fucking pick up babes. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of babes over there in Joplin. Uh, well, it's it's probably not as crazy as like, you know, going to like California or something. But yeah, yeah, definitely uh, <laughs> some ladies, ladies out here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like asking stupid questions. <laughs> I would love to at least visit Canada once because it, it seems like a really beautiful place as far as uh, me and my brother watched uh, a series online. You've probably seen it, maybe the Departures show. Is Departures the one where it's just the one that's filmed in the airport? No, this is uh, these two guys that just, they they kind of just travel around the world. Oh, I was, sorry, I'm confusing it with, it's a reality show that takes place in an airport where you just watch customs agents, like, pull people aside and take the shit out of their bags. Okay, that is not what I, yeah. And, I, and that's just like, it's like, departures. But I, but I, now that I think about it, I think they film that at different airports all over the world. It's basically like, you know, when, stop here, ma'am, and then it turns out that she's got, like, some duffel bag full of, like, cocaine, like, stuffed inside of her, and... It's it's a show about that basically. Okay, yeah, I, that's totally different than what I was talking about. The... <laughs> Let's talk more about my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the show I figured that you might have seen it just because these two guys are from Canada, so they their their initial like startup of that they travel basically from one side of Canada all the way across, just like a road trip. And all the stuff that they film on there, I was like, man, this, it looks so beautiful up there. Like, it would be cool to at least, you know, see it once. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's nice. There's a lot of space. But, I mean, like, the States is big, too, right? I think Yeah, yeah. We're, we're spoiled in North America in that we have that space. It's something that we're used to. You know, like, if you live in a town, it's like, hey, we got, like yards <laughs> yeah yeah you know when I've, I've traveled to different countries and stuff and there's a lot of places that are a lot more compact yeah people are no, smushed I... together and that's like how it goes and i it's a double-edged sword i suppose i mean on on one hand you know if you go to england i mean you can pretty much just take a train from one side of the country to the other side in like a few hours and you know in canada it'd take you like four days or something you know like so it's right. every, everything stretched out so you have more space which is nice but then we're we're a lot more used to taking long Long drives. Yeah, yeah. You know, I talk to people from England where they will be like, oh, I haven't seen my brother in like two years. I'm like, where does he live? And it's like, oh, it's like a three-hour train ride. I'm like, what? <laughs> but like every other weekend, we're doing like a three-hour road trip to like our parents' house or something. You know, like it's no big deal. It's like we're just used to, Yeah. oh, it's a, it's a two-hour drive to get there. Okay, you know, we'll, we'll go there for the night and come back. And it's just like, that's like an obscene thing. If you, you know, you live in a European country, like, like the idea of doing that is, is crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the same thing with like, like Japan. Japan is, I mean, since they're kind of a smaller country as far as the island of it, like everything's connected through trains and stuff, which would, that'd be amazing if we had that ability where it's like, yeah, we don't have to worry about driving, just, you know, do this. Mm -hmm. But like you said, everything's spaced out here so far that you're just used to like doing these long you know, road trips or flying, I guess, would be the other option. But And then you got to worry, and then you can't have that cocaine stuffed uh, inside you because then those people at the customs, it's not customs. Who takes it? It's not customs. What am I saying customs for? Is it customs? Yeah, I think so. I, I've only been to the airport once, so I don't fully know, I guess. You can't, can't take my word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, man, listen, uh, it was fun to meet you and uh, keep on making cool music. Yeah, man. I'll probably end on a track. Okay. I'll probably end on the title track of Ace of Space, which is a 
I love that. Just Ace of Space just sounds great. Like it's just a, it's just yeah. an awesome sounding thing. <laughs> and uh, as you mentioned before, yeah, it's got a great cover, a really good cover actually. Yeah, man, it's cool. I like the whole vibe of it. Uh, Wolf and Raven is fun stuff, and, uh, and this track is fun. Rock on, man! I'm glad you like. I'm glad you enjoyed it, son. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, good talking to you, and you uh, have a good one, man. All right, man. You too. Rock on. Peace out.
And that was Wolf and Raven. That was a cool one. And uh, they make cool music. So go check it out. And that's all for this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Beyond Synth. I hope you guys have a lovely weekend. If you get a chance, check out BeyondSynth.com and uh, tell me what you think. Or don't. If you only have shitty things to say, then I don't want to hear them. How about that? Fuck you. All right. Uh, that's a odd way to end a show. <laughs> Listen, I enjoy you all. You're very fun people. What? Anyway, have a good weekend. Thanks for Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash Beyond Synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day.